0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic, psychic Josh is there in his so hostile office. Dan Roebuck joins us. Uh, always a treat to have Dan, a voice of Arsenal. <laughs> A voice, a voice of sporting commentary, all round good egg. Um, before we start, I just wanted to say that um, it feels a bit weird to be doing a, you know, trivial football podcast in these times of um, grief and violence, etc. So I don't want to say anything glib, but yeah, definitely, my, our thoughts, I'm sure, are with Israel and uh, all of the people who've been affected by the violence. Um, anyway... We have got one of the most significant matches, I think, of the of the last five ten years. Am I going? Am I exaggerating? Because um, it was the first time we beat Man City for a long, long time. Eight years, wasn't it? Eight years. Um, so it was a huge event. Josh and I were there. Dan, were you? Were you there?
1: Yeah I, I was there and obviously we're talking about Premier League here rather than other competitions yes. because obviously there's been FA Cup wins and, and this season community shield it's a weird one isn't it really because if you're of a certain age um you know Manchester City were a bit of an also ran a bit of a laughing stock and it's only you know the immediate history last decade and a bit that they are they have become the powerhouse that they have so I, so I'm always a little bit conflicted about you know Arsenal have finally cracked the city code because it's 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 very sort of recent. Um but look mm. it it, it, it still as you guys you guys were there uh, yesterday as I was and it did feel it did feel different. But I, I think I think you know the last 18 months has felt different and I know it was a deflected goal but there's no doubt that Arsenal would do a bit of luck against City because there is there's been some defeats that Arsenal did not deserve to take so mm. you know i know you can push the narrative whichever way you want about were arsenal good yet great yesterday no good yes were city poor maybe but arsenal deserved something from that game and and it and, it, and it and there was a feeling there there was that intangible there i think that um that is definitely meaningful and 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 the football world knows that i think i think that's yeah. true
0: what how did you when you saw the team? Um, what did you think then? Did you think were you optimistic? Uh, um Josh and I found I, out the team at the same time in our in our pre-match pub
1: lunch. And I have yeah, to say I, I was pessimistic. I, I think I think the you know Bakayo Saka, we all knew he was injured. We yeah. all knew that he was a major doubt, but I think most Arsenal fans thought he was going to play. I thought he was going to play, and I was a little bit surprised when he didn't. And then, as, as what you're alluding to is, you know, did that make you feel more apprehensive about the game, less confident? I thought Arsenal in a really good position to win it. Um City were missing two huge players. I mean, the the, the Rodri stats with or without are, are just incredible. And De Bruyne has, has done Arsenal on so many occasions. But Saka is Arsenal's best player, without a shadow of a doubt. Um yeah. and and that sort of negated that. So I was less confident, but still, you know, hopeful. Um, but it was um it was interesting. Jorginho obviously. Uh, coming in, Tross on the left-hand side. Really pleased Martelé was on the bench. Didn't expect that actually, um, no, no. and obviously it was it was huge when he came on and scored that deflected strike. But yeah, I I think, and and I don't know what you talk, you two guys thought, but uh, but yeah, the, um, uh, the it, it was you know your your confidence took a little bit of a percentage knock when that team sheet was um, was announced.
0: Yeah. Definitely, yeah we 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 were at the we were having a lovely uh, pub lunch, Josh, weren't we? And um, the I felt, I mean, I predicted two all in the last podcast, and then I I kind of switched to being more pessimistic. I think when I saw not just yeah was Saka uh, and right. I think we all because Saka has miraculously recovered from whatever knock or injury he's ever had in the last eighteen. What is it? Nine games or whatever. You just think he's you know, he's, he'll be fine. The fact that he wasn't even on the bench was a was a shocker. Um, and then I looked at, you know, Jorginho, you know, what happened to him recently when he was dawdling on that ball and Chossard, I wasn't convinced starting games is that great, has been that amazing. So I was, I, I genuinely was worried and pessimistic, but I'm always pessimistic. How did you feel? You you were slightly, you weren't quite as um, down about it as I was.
2: Well, uh, possibly not. Look, Saka playing 87 Premier League games 87. in a row, yeah, 87. It, you know. Didn't start breaking. 87, but yeah. No, no, playing in, participating in. I think, I don't know mm. exactly what of those 87 he started in, but lot, I think that's lot. almost... I mean, that, most, that was a, yeah,
0: probably 80, 86? Sorry.
1: I think he's 85, yeah. but anyway, I, yeah, something
2: Okay, like. okay. I was with you, there. I sort of assumed he'll find a way, especially almost as you know, you've got the comfort blanket of an international break, maybe after it, that you know, if you do come on and, you know, it doesn't quite, you know, go right for that 10, 15 minutes, if you're needed off the bench that you, you know, you you, you have this international break at the end of it. But clearly if he wasn't fit, you have no choice. And um, maybe the feeling of being called up to the England squad gave us the wrong impression in the the days leading Mm. up to the game. But I think um, Southgate does this, generally that he, he will still call the player up and then you you deal with it um afterwards in terms of possible replacements. And I think I am correct I he, he actually did meet me up with the England medical staff even today to um to see them before going back to uh back to London. So that gave us a, a sense of uh, of maybe that he, he would play but it, it wasn't to be and then I don't know the Jorginho aspect we have a recency issue with because what happened against Tottenham and had that not happened, we probably don't panic in yeah, the way yeah. that maybe so many sure. of us did. And party has been sat on the bench, um, obviously not fully fit. You, you assume himself and that they want to get him through to the end of this international window as well. So, you know, in some respects, there weren't too many decisions to make other than, you know, could Havertz have sort of have played possibly instead of uh Inketia or Trossard. Um, I think when you when you really analyse it, there were only so many uh, decisions to make. But it was a peculiar game. I mean, it was one of the worst games that we have seen at the at the Emirates Stadium in, in an awfully long time. I think by the end of it, there was uh, what two shots on target for Arsenal. The the one for City, I think, which must have been when Rice headed off a line. Um, peculiar game when you're used to seeing City play the level of football that they do, and to an extent, see Arsenal. And therefore, I think to give Arteta huge credit because he, he put an Arsenal side out that certainly, we all spoke about it last week and many of the pundits did as well. Even if we're not thinking Arsenal are going to win a title, don't lose this game. Stay close to City. And mm. it, it looked for all the world. It was going to be nil nil. And at least we'd have, we'd have all been okay with that coming out of the stadium. I think we'd have felt like this is a, a stopping the rot of 12 league defeats in a row. But for him to to put the players in a position where they could go and win the game in the last 5 minutes and Martinelli coming on did give us a boost then yeah let's get let's give real credit i mean if that's how we're going to get ourselves towards uh, being in title contention i'm all for it
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it Dan? because um it wasn't a, it was a, it was a pretty poor game but it was still never less than like riveting and tense and like massively tense i think particularly for arsenal fans just because not wanting to kind of throw away a goal. And I think the, the opening 20 minutes I've read a lot. I've, I've read a lot of match reports and um, uh, listened to a lot of analysis on the radio today. Um, and a lot of people are talking about how mature, how, how, you know, def- brilliant def- defensively we were and how mature we were and how, um, concentrated and focused they were and all of that which is all true but the first 20 minutes we were i'm talking about david raya here sorry i don't like to start on a negative we'll get to the i mean i i'll, I'll establish the fact that i'm overwhelmingly in a state of great joy that we beat Man city i could not be happier i'm in absolutely ecstatic about it but that first 20 minutes with david raya kind of just looking so nervous and w- almost conceding I would say three possible goals in that time it wasn't a great start was it am I that?
1: you know I, I agree um, and there were two opportunities early on for Manchester City one cleared off the line the um, yeah. the Guardiola shot wasn't it that was, that was cleared off the line uh, and David Rea uh, looked a little bit nervous uh, with a ball at his feet I mean this you know it's, it's weird isn't it you know You can look at the stats. I give was it four clean sheets in six or whatever he's got, Um, and the one of the reasons I think that Aaron Ramsdale lost his place in the side were were mistakes specifically at home. And Arsenal's home record last season with clean clean sheets was dreadful, and was it conceding twenty nine goals? Which was a you know too, far too many, and there were mistakes late on late last season. And I think Ramsdale is a terrific keeper, and I don't think there's that much between the two. And it would not surprise me if over the course of the season Ramsdale won his place back. But there was obviously instruction to David Wright to do certain things. But with the ball at his feet at certain occasions, there there was a nervousness, and then went out. Al- mm. I, I mean, it stemmed from when Alvarez sort of. You know, charged down and it was just that split second too late and it ricocheted into the side netting. And then the next two or three with a ball at his feet, it was heart in the mouth stuff. It was, you know, Manuel Munya sort of, oh my God, what's going to happen next uh, situation? But uh, look, uh, you know, City, I think f- certainly in the second half Arsenal were much better. Um, mm. defensively and took the game to city if not creating lots of chances. um but yeah it it's city were better, I think opening 20 minutes and Arsenal David Ray didn't I mean it's weird isn't it? Did, didn't have the best game still kept a clean sheet against the the treble winners. I mean which way do you want to spin this? and yeah. oh and and, and ultimately, grew over the course of the 90 minutes and towards the end of the game, there the was not that nervousness had, had disappeared. So it's it's an interesting one to debate, isn't it? That, you know, did he have a good game yeah. or a bad game? How do, how do you quantify it? If you quantify it in clean sheets and saves, you had a brilliant game. If yeah, you, quantify, we it in, if, if you saw, quantify it in... If you quantify in... If yeah. sat, sat in the seats and, and you're absolutely yeah. right, Boyd, it I, was a very tense game. Then I, you you felt it a bit more. I just think there's a little bit of... I, I know I am
0: I'm... I'm Borderline obsessed with this goalkeeping situation because so I think it's. To, I still think it's totally uncalled for, and I agree with you. I don't think there's. much, I just don't see what the big difference is between him and him and Ramsdale. You know, if it, if it was supposed to be crosses, he's supposed to be brilliant at crosses. Well, he flapped at, at, on at least two or three occasions in that first half as well. Because on top of the passing out from goal problem, he was flapping around as well. You know, which was the one thing he's supposed to be best at. And I was like, well, you know, and, and we got to the point. where where we, in our, in our, you know, we were all saying, you know, substitute him, you know, jokingly, part jokingly. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird what, one. You could see that at half
1: time. Yeah,
0: because of what Arteta had said about, you know, he, he's willing to, if you're ever going to substitute, honestly, his performance in the first 20, 25 minutes was excruciating to behold. I mean, I watched it back on TV and Gary Neville was like, the players, you've got to stop giving him the ball. You've got that, <laughs> you know, and I know Gary Neville was prone to being slightly a bit of a drama queen, but I knew what he meant, and I, I just think we're all. Thank God we've won this game because we could have conceded in the first five minutes. From but as you say, particularly the Alvarez moment. And what yeah. happens then if you concede in the first five minutes to Man City, you're going to lose the game three or four nil. That's what would. And I think I, I'm thrilled and delighted that it didn't happen. But we were lucky. We were so lucky that that we didn't concede in that period. Josh, for me. Like, I, I just think we rode our luck so much and you have to... I think you're over-egging it, Lloyd it boy, but
2: I'm
1: sure Justin has okay. thought on it. I think That's you're over-egging
2: right. right. I'm, I'm with Dan on this. I, I, I mean, there were a couple of uh, slightly worrying moments, none more so than, I think, as Dan said about the uh, Alvarez, one where it goes in the side netting because that is a couple of, you know, inches into the pitch and, and that is a, a comical goal that, you know, absolutely changes, changes the game, but... You know, yes, he wasn't, you know, spot on, possibly positioning for a couple of crosses, but, you know, we didn't, you know, didn't see, you know, free header after free header from Man City wastefully, you know, go over the bar or go wide or, you know, scratching our heads at how they, how they missed that. You know, I I think we, we did settle into the game and look, Arteta did what a, a great manager should do, arguably, in that situation in the post match. Comments. He took it all on his shoulders and said, you know, it's my fault. The fans should boo me. I've asked him to play like this. And he said something along the lines of especially against this team. And I think that all comes from wanting to have, you know, the team have the ability to to reset. And because it became so like that chess match, that was even more uh, important. So I think he's done a lot to protect David Rea there. Um Look, that feeling around the stadium—you—you—you you, you could have it, but I do think there's a sense of it being heightened because Ramsdale was so incredibly popular. I think he, he oh, and Saka sure. were in a league sure, of their yeah. own, and were yeah. this, um, you know, role reversal. Ramsdale had done exactly what Rhea did. I—I I don't think would have had that—that that kind of. Uh, feeling around the stadium, but you could certainly feel it. Um, I, yeah, I get it. Because it, I, it was I, I, it, it was high risk, but ultimately, as Dan said, you know, a clean sheet against Man City is you know a, a rare thing, I, and uh, I, we should I, applaud the whole unit. I, I credit the defence massively for
0: that. And, you know, uh, all, one more, th- all I'd say, I, I heard that press conference comment from him it was funny, but he he was specifically talking about him having his foot on the ball, wasn't he, and taking
1: a long time trying to draw them in. And I get yeah. it, you know. That's, it's that's it's baiting Bright, the Brighton press, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't understand yeah. the, the yeah. whole tactically, but... And City sort of sometimes did it and sometimes didn't. And, and Ray was obviously yeah. waiting for that. He's been told, look, they will come on to you. You wait until they come on to you. And as and as fans, yeah. you think, get rid, do this, do that. You don't know what the instructions are. And he's waiting, as waiting, and it looks a bit odd because there's not the distribution. And, and suddenly he gets caught early on. You think it's the wrong choice, it's the wrong decision. But he's trying to to, you know, enact the manager's instructions uh, I think the distribution was a little bit off occasionally, but you can say it wasn't Ramsdale, much as he is like gave away goals late last season. he his distribution was awful it was a little bit panicked. And although Ryers wasn't great, instead of going to an opposition player, it went out of play. And sometimes it's those sort of small margins. I I think Ramsdale's got every chance to get back as number one. I think it is a a genuine battle, Uh, a genuine, honest battle between the Mm -hmm. two. And I think what we've learned about Mikel Arteta is, is he will give players you think have got no chance whatsoever of coming back, come back and it might might happen for Ramsdale. I, I just wouldn't rule it out. I don't think... I mean, he's, I done, and done, think, oh, oh, he's done and does it for now. He's done and does it for now, but not right,
0: not right. forever. Yeah, he's clearly... He's clearly... Right, he's clearly number one now, isn't mm. he? So it would take, you know... What would it take for, for Ramsdale to get that chance? It would take... In even more calamitous, you know, a genuinely calamitous performance. I, I'm gonna knows. say, if you say even, even then, more
1: calamitous, if, if calamitous yeah, I is a cliche <laughs> against, I'm being unfair, <laughs> I'm being stupid.
0: I admit it, I admit it, but I still, I, I think this what if that had been Ramsdale? It would be like people have been, oh, this that's proof that yeah, we do need the new keeper, you know. I don't know, it, I just, I think it's, I think it was very unfortunate, but he absolutely turned it around. Second half, he was great. The whole team, I thought that, I thought there was a, second uh, half display was brilliant, it was excellent. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? And, and you know, that really was about control, that we controlled and limited the best team in the world, which, by the way, people were talking about his team selection being a bit, you know, off. And you can see, you know, he had his thing at the moment with his, like, loads of central defenders and, you know, all of that. And, yeah, sure, he they're missing their two best players. We were missing our best player. Um, but they still had, right, a front three of Haaland, the best Still, the best striker in Europe slash the world, practically who scored out 50 goals or whatever it was last season. Foden, who's everyone thinks is like one of the best players in the country, who some people say. Oh, I was an article in the Guardian after the last England game where well, he played really well. That you know he has to be the first name on the team sheet and all that. And Alvarez, like World Cup winning, we played brilliantly, and and we completely. Did not give them a sniff. I mean, the Haaland factor was extraordinary to me. I, that was like the way Saliba and Gabriel, but particularly Saliba controlled him and didn't let him have a sniff was just extraordinary. I thought it was just fantastic to, to watch.
2: Yeah, you, you've got to absolutely credit not only obviously the two defenders, but in stopping the ball getting into Haaland as, as much as it did. And you can't stop it all game, but that is down also to the midfield. Uh, you know, in front of those defenders trying to screen the ball, just mm-hmm. just getting into him. And I think we limited that, you know, in, incredibly well. And, uh, yeah, part of the, the uh, impressive tactics that I think that we played because we found a way to limit them so heavily. And I know they, you know, obviously missing, you know, players, but they should also have been down to 10 men, right? Like, we, we also ah, provoked yeah. them and, yeah. and the I mean, way we played, like... You know, yeah. I couldn't quite. You can't couldn't quite get a feeling in in the stadium. It was kind of like, oh, you know, it seems harsh. But then, you know, watching it back last night, certainly the second yellow, it you know is a, is an astonishing. It's,
1: inc- it's incredible. It's incredible it wasn't given. Really, I, d- I mean, it's such an easy one to give. You know, no one will complain. Guardiola's not going to complain. No one's going to complain. It, it it seems very odd that 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 wasn't i think very odd that the, there's no agenda's anywhere it's it, it's a mistake from the referee not to give a second yellow card that's what it is you know check complete it's a mistake you know it's <laughs> that's, well, that's... I,
0: I, my theory though as to why he didn't give it and cuz i think cuz cuz the first the first terrible tackle was a potential red card
1: the yes, no, and, and no that, that was checked for for a red. That was yeah, checked. That was checked, that was, right? And, and, I and I there don't... was a pause after the first one because he came up yeah. on our screens. I don't know if he came up on the big screen yeah. at Emirates as well, but it was like you know red card review, yeah. possible yeah, yeah, sending yeah, yeah. off offence.
0: Yeah, and I don't see much difference at all between that and 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 the Liverpool not really. situation last week.
1: No, I not mean, really. I, and, uh, yeah, and in, and, in
0: a way, the Liverpool one was more ambiguous because because yeah. his foot was over the ball, wasn't he? it? Was yeah. on the ball? He didn't get the ball at all. Yeah, I thought Curtis Jones was he didn't a little go bit near the ball. He was a little bit yeah. unlucky, but I can still see yeah. why it was a red card. But yeah, it's yeah. um, but no, you, same. No one could have complained. I mean, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Pep would have complained actually because because that's what he's like. But you know, but yeah, no one would have been surprised in the slightest. If he'd have been sent off Kovacic for that first tackle alone, and to then get away with the most obviously book bookable tackle, it is it. it so my theory is that the referee decided he did not want to ruin this game, but and he was gonna by hook or by crook. And I'm not saying that was like you know, I'm saying subconsciously, unconsciously, or consciously, I yeah. don't know what it was. Because the, the weird thing about the second incident where he didn't give the booking was he instantly was like, no, I'm not booking him. I'm not booking him. And he made a big deal of it. Did you see? I've never seen Yes, he did straight away. He moved away straight away. He said no yeah. straight away, yeah. No, I've never seen a referee make such a big deal of not doing something. It was like a performative. I am not going to book this player. I don't care what you say, even though it was the most obvious fucking booking in history. And I genuinely think in his mind it was like I'm not. This is the one, the biggest game in in you know in club football right now. I'm not going to ruin it by sending someone off. And uh, it was outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Josh, uh, you know, I'm.
2: If but I feel the exaggeration is because the Arsenal players all know that he's on a bookie and immediately, even though you can't, you, you can't now do the raising of your hand because you would get yellow, are all immediately turning to the ref. And I think that is why he's doing such a dramatic. Oh, we are, yeah. you know, I'm not going to give a, a sending off here. What, one stat I did want to uh, say that I saw on, you know, early, earlier was apparently it was the first time a team managed by Guardiola had failed to have more than four attempts on goal since 2010, going back to when he was in charge of Mar- of Barcelona. So it's a record for, Ma- for Man City under Pep. Remarkable. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, remarkable.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, there was a few, wasn't there? Was it the last sh- shot or attempt was, um, was 56 minute or something but, like that? Yeah, like yeah, 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 there was, yeah. There's some good ones going around. That's because, as, as Boyd said earlier, there was a control about Arsenal in the second half. And, and I suggested it was a really good performance in a very different way to being sort of, you know, swashbuckling and fast-flowing and, and Saka and Martinelli and Jesus and so on. It was just a more a controlled, you know, we are going to impose our game on you and we'll see where it gets us. And it didn't create lots of chances, but it created, you know, enough to get that sort of deflected goal uh, late on. But yeah, I mean, really, really impressed with the way Arsenal you know, went about their business, and we talked about this last year. And um, people, sort of, this time last year, or maybe Christmas of last year, were saying, you know, this is Arsenal's best chance. They won't get a best chance, a better chance. And I think we all agree. Say, well, hang on. Well, you know, ne- ne- next year Arsenal will be better, and and I think Arsenal are better. And the substitutions they made, and the squad depth that Arsenal have got, is is showing that. Um, And it, it, it felt a game yesterday, even though you're right about the opening 15-20 minutes, it just felt a game overall yesterday. These are two pretty even teams at the minute. They were missing two, we were missing one, but you know, Saka's so special. It it just felt like there's not a lot between these two. And if we're really honest, maybe last year there, there probably was that little bit of a gulf, you know?
2: Mm. Yeah. And look, we we have to also be excited, right? Joint top of the table. You know only only all scored. And when we come back against that Chelsea game, there's every reason to think, okay, Party's had his little break. He'll be back ready to start a game. Martinelli will be in the same position. Uh you know we 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 basically Saco, just won't have Saco Timber.
0: Will
2: be back, yeah. Be yeah. back. we just it's just Timber, which we know is a long one. So you know that's going into you know ninth game of the season. And hopefully it's just just Timber who's who's going to be affected. So there are reasons to to be optimistic, right?
0: Oh, uh, absolutely. Massive reasons to this again. And, and, you know, my, my, uh, yeah, my only negativity is, um, is because of that, that kind of the goalkeeping situation, which still infuriates me. I, I just think there, I, I just, I would I you prefer so, Ramsdale. To... Would
1: you prefer Ramsdale as number one, point?
0: <laughs> yes. So, I'm, I, this I is what this is what I'm, I, I, here. yeah, I would have preferred. So, as re- regulars will not. I would just prefer him not to have gone down this whole Raya situation at all. I just think it's a ne- needless complication. And uh, for me, like, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to go back to it right now, but uh, I'm just saying, apart from that, every, every the other decision that um, Arteta's making is brilliant. And, you know, he those substitutions, the substitutions combined to create our goal, it, it was like, it literally could not have been more amazing that, they, that all of the substitutes created that goal together. You know, that was phenomenal. And I think him bringing on... Um, Martinelli was the particular masterstroke. He didn't. He didn't necessarily. You know, he might not have done that. You know, Martinelli's first game back. You know, he, that was quite a, on, he, on a half time as like, well.
1: I thought. I thought was interesting yeah. because the, the, it was almost like the Arteta of old when he when he was first. Coach of Arsenal, we saw these significant changes at half-time, two changes at half-time, three changes at half-time, and and it was a little bit unusual, and it was very forward-thinking and very proactive, and over time, they seem to have ebbed away a little bit, and now that we're coming in that sort of Wenger area of between 60 and 65 minutes, but that's almost like reverted to time. I mean, I like Trossard. He didn't have a great first 45 minutes. A few other Arsenal players didn't either, but Lee just gives you something so different. And I think it was in like, you know, that he literally just come on and in the 46th, 47th minute was, was chasing after something, herring after something. And he, he, and he's such a, a different and unique player. And obviously Mikel Arteta likes that just, just on party. I was speaking to someone earlier today who'd been, there's a football analytics um, uh, conference up in Manchester at the moment uh, uh, today and, and tomorrow and they were talking about midfielders who make the right decisions or they're talking about analytics about they they have videos and they freeze midfielders and say right here are your options on the ball and this is option a option b option c and there's all these things and all these percentages of what players play and thomas party apparently's got the highest percentage of playing the best ball so it, it, wow. it might look like a risky ball. It might look like a ball that comes with a sort of high tariff, but it's that expected threat that the analytics people talk about. And Partey has got it. He's a player that plays with his head up and, and knows instinctively what the right options are. And you know the diagonal for Tommy to, to and the Havertz and, mm-hmm. and then the Martinelli and it's and it's and it's that ability. That he's got that that coaches really like because he's got you know we think of him maybe as a box to box defensive whatever and he's got this hybrid right back role or whatever but in terms of on the ball he's a player that can that that can make the right decisions his game management is excellent and it, talked yeah. a lot about you know a lot of people have talked about what's Arsenal's best midfield and I'm coming around to that and I didn't think of it at the start of the season but I'm coming around to party Rice Odegaard as as, as you oh three. definitely. I can't wait
0: to see that as a regular. I mean, yeah, it's amazing to think. We'll have a break in a minute. It's amazing to think, isn't it? He did not play Gabriel at the start of the season in that maverick experiment. I'm, again, you know, I don't mean to have a go at him, but that, as brilliant as they are now, they were absolutely incredible against Man City together. I mean, the whole defence was fantastic. But, yeah, it's insane to think, isn't it, that he tried that. I mean, yeah. I suppose I suppose we've got away with it, you know. Like we got away with the first twenty minutes, <laughs> you know. It's fine. No, no, no great scar, but that was a bit mad. I think, and, and I think subsequent events have pro- proven that to be a bit mad. We load, I want to talk about loads more players who had a, had a brilliant game um, after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. And we're back from the break. I mean, you are talking about the squad being stronger, Dan. I mean, I think you'd man manner the match contenders. I mean, the actual man of the match was Declan Rice, wasn't it? And and I think quite rightly, he was just he just he's just like he was doing stuff like tackling, getting the ball, distributing it, finding ways to block shots, heading off heading. I mean, the heading off the line, you know, right and right in that beginning, kind of established the mood, didn't it? He was just like a
1: Superman of, of, of just dominating the whole situation, every situation he was in. And I guess he was playing because he was alongside Jorginho, who plays a little deeper Then it was a Mm. different role for Declan Rice to what we've seen, you know, recently if, if, if Havertz or Fabio Vieira has played, you know, Declan Rice has had a, a more withdrawn role um but to see him play as he did on uh on sunday i mean he's such a terrific player all football coaches love declan rice and and when when they all talk about him in such glowing terms he's just a proper footballer and it's amazing the way that he's come into a to a big club with respect to west ham and fitted in because other players who have done those sort of um those, those transfers haven't, it's not quite worked straight away because, you know, you, you can be the best player at, at West Ham and it doesn't really matter. You're, you're sort of, you know, you get noticed, you might play for England, but you're six on a match of the day. And, and, and if you make a mistake, it doesn't matter, but at Arsenal, everything matters. And, Declan Rice has just been unbelievable. I'm not quite sure he was man of the match on uh, on Sunday, but he was he was close up there. I and I thought there was whistle, who was your man really. of the match? Who was your man of the match? Well, I mean, so, I mean, you look at Saliba the way that you know. There's been a lot of stuff on yeah. social media today. I mean, he was just unbelievable. I mean, Harlan's an interesting one because everyone says he only touched the ball x amount of times. Well, he only touches the the ball x amount of times against you know Luton. But he scores four against it or whatever. Do You know, his yeah. his his, yeah, his yeah, touches yeah. is all. It's all it's 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 always um uh an amount that's not a not a lot. But Saliba just looked so good um, that I think he would possibly be my man of the match. I don't know. I could yeah, be. Persu- I could be was- persuaded
0: by Rice, I guess. Um, yeah, Saliba was phenomenal as well. Yeah, yeah. Those, those moments like when he. Got uh, got the ball, you know. Intercepted. Oh, the one where he sort of bounced into yeah. each other. Yeah, Harland. Yeah, Harland's have crumpled yeah. on the floor, yeah. and it was just
1: fantastic. Yeah. Harland ha- so ha- bullies people, but he doesn't bully Willy. Yeah. no,
0: <laughs> Willy. But like, has this kind of like magisterial yeah. quality to him, doesn't he? He's like a kind of regal. I think he has like this such a regal figure. Like Gabriel, you know, Gabriel's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but you think he can kind of run. He's a bit more like. Um, I don't know, he's a bit more hectic. Like, he's kind of running around doing lots of, doing lots of key stuff. But Saliba just standing there, just like, incredible figure of a man. Just so cool, calm and collected. Just the way he dealt with, dealt with that was fantastic. Yeah. Josh, who was your man of the match?
2: Yeah, probably. It felt like Saliba, but maybe there is that subconscious bias of just thinking I didn't see as much of Haaland as I feared and therefore who was the player I sort of taking care of it. So, um, I think so. I mean, Martinelli was our brightest spark going going forward. It felt like we had a a chance when he when he got on the, got on the pitch, and uh, and ultimately was the one that made the difference. And credit to Arteta, I guess uh, the substitutions were the ones that all ended up combining for the goal. And I know Havertz, you know, is not the one that scored, but there must be you know more positive good feeling after his his penalty at Bournemouth that he was the one that got the assist for the most you know important moment of the game. So. Um credit to him. But yeah, I'd probably probably just touch on Saliba. I, I wondered, boy, we, we didn't sit together. How did you feel the mm. atmosphere was? Did you feel it was did it feel a bit tense. more tense? It wasn't quite yeah, what it 100%. has A hundred percent.
0: Oh, it was totally tense. But I think that was a reflection of the game. I think to yeah. start with, I tell you what did I'm I'm, I'm gonna mention it again. I'm so sorry. But I think the atmosphere pre-game was brilliant, right? Through to the singing of the song and the everything. It was um, Absolutely, it was constant singing, very loud. And I have to say, the Raya twenty minutes, as I shall be calling it for the rest of time, <laughs> really got people nervy. And and there was, and I think it is because people have a lot of love for Aaron Ramsdale, and and not yes, and I don't think that bond. But I think he's the one player. There's a question mark about the bond between fan and player. I think we love the rest of that squad. You know, even like someone like Eddie or something. You know, who may not has moments where you think. You know, he's not a class A striker, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Raya, because he's taken the place of our beloved big character, I know he made, Dan talked about the mistakes he made, absolutely, but we still love him, don't we? Because he's such a kind of character, a good guy. And I do think that first 20 minutes, the crowd, the crowd almost started to get on, on his back, on Raya's back, because I think it's difficult to communicate, you know, the fact that the boss has told you to stand there with your foot on the ball to the point where it gets, like excruciating, and everyone's getting ang- angsty about it. So I think the atmosphere was genuinely affected by that in, in a negative way. But then I think as time wore on and became more and more tense, then, you know, there, it was still good atmosphere. But I just think, like the game itself, it was very, very edgy. Look, look, listen, look,
1: I, 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 uh, uh, before the game, um, I thought that it was going to be the best atmosphere at the Emirates that I'd ever seen. And one of the reasons is, is because the atmosphere, and you guys will know, the atmosphere over the last 18 months has been unbelievable. And oh, yeah. I, I would suggest that the atmosphere at the Emirates is the best in the Premier League by quite a stretch. Wow. You know, and I and I go to all the Arsenal games and, and there's some good atmospheres a, a lot of away games but I think Emirates is is very very special at the moment so therefore we're almost I'm almost expecting it to be something but you're right the first 20 minutes just sort of just put as uh, you know uh, there was something sort of heavy on 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 the crowd for for a while but uh, I mean in the end it was still great and if you if you know Ten years ago at the Emirates, if you had an atmosphere like you had yesterday, you'd st- you'd say it was the best for a- you know for ages. I, you know, mm. Arsenal have oh, yeah. struggled at the Emirates to create those days and those those nights and those games that 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 really make it special. But I, I mean, every game at the moment, I think the atmosphere is brilliant. So it might not have been as good as I expected it, but it was still really good. I thought, and in I fact, mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, yeah. go, you you guys as fans. I mean I mean you know, win, lose or draw, the the Emirates is a brilliant place to be at Free Atmosphere. Oh for sure. Fantastic. Unde- and in fact, it, it, what it, actually, because it was so
0: tense and edgy, that the, the, the when the goal did arrive, it it was one of the great unleashings of energy and delight and euphoria I've ever witnessed at the at the stadium. And of course you have to put up with the usual morons talking about, you know over celebrating all that i listened to 606 and um you know for my sister to 606 and um this man city idiot called in you know going on about how embarrassing our over celebration was off the point the fact is if you score in the 86th minute against the best team in the world who by the way are entirely financed by a fascist oil rich country in brackets um uh, which i will never forget um yeah you do get pretty excited you know, you and and you haven't been there for eight years. You know, I mean, come on. If you, it's like if you're not going to get excited about that, even Gary Neville admitted that we the celebrations were fine. You know, even what's his name Chris Sutton, who those are the main celebration police. I haven't checked out Richard Keys on his uh, yeah, please do <laughs> They're the three exactly, but they're the three, aren't they? They're the big three, kind of. Celebration, police monitors when it comes to Arsenal, particularly, and I'm sorry they all could shut up because, of course, yeah, that was one of the uh, absolute brilliant uh, moment in our in our Arsenal supporting lives, wasn't it, Josh? And you know, it was joy. unbound. and I think so. In in, in actually, what because that did happen in the end, that if mo- it felt all the more incredible because you'd had 85 minutes of almost unbearable tension leading up to it.
2: Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I mean, that's one of yeah. the key, no. key things. Right. It was, yeah, we were getting know, ready for you're the draw, piling weren't we? forward and, you know, chance after chance and you're, you're on the edge here. It just felt like, you no, know, all all right. This is strange. This, you know, people around just starting to think about leaving because they're not going to miss anything, even though it was Arsenal-Man City. And you had the yeah. complete reverse. You know, we did score late and I've never seen Arsenal's ground stay so full after a, very a, a game in a very way. very true. You know, it, mm. it it was brilliant. Like not until the players had done the lap of honour. People don't want to miss code. this.
1: People don't want to miss it, right? Yeah, fans don't 100%. want to miss it. That that's the sense, isn't it? It's like, you, you know, even years ago, the 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 Vengarein, when you are some winning things. You know, people are still leaving. Early. They've still got their routine. It's still like, well, I've got to get my car. I've got I've got to make sure that I leg it to the you know Caledonian Road, get through the estate, whatever. <laughs> people yeah. don't want to miss things at the moment. No, because no. there's a real feeling that this is special. They don't want to miss, they don't want to miss things. They don't want to miss mm. players on the pitch. The players appreciate it. They know they don't want to miss those little bits that they say, Oh, did you see this? Did you see it? They don't want to miss that. You know, that tunnel. And they don't want to miss anything. No, so stay, stay as long as you can.
2: I couldn't agree more. And it was interesting. Wasn't it? I mean, even Ra- Ramsdale came and, and joined the, the post-match sort of lap of honor and, don't know what Jamie Carragher made of it, but I like it. Right, it, he, you know, you can accuse him of doing it for for showing for the cameras, but I'll, oh no, that was choose great. to no, see no. it through another lens, which yeah. is like he's still very pleased to see this team, you know, trying to go one better than it did last year, and he's been an integral part of that to date and might yet be, you know, going forward. So there was so also, there was it was also the Barney.
0: There was also the Barney, wasn't there? The uh, the Carl um, yes, Walker, Carl Walker wasn't happy. A go. Carl Walker wasn't happy. Now I consider that to be one of the great kind of like you know cherry on the cake, or <laughs> the fact that Carl Walker was so angry. And then Alan joining the, you know, in because of our, one of our coaches who used to be at Man City, right? It was apparently the story that they there's some there's something going on. This yeah. history, Java, there.
2: Nick, yeah. Nicholas yeah. Java, yeah. yeah. So I don't now, know. Now quite...
0: having watched ha- having watched Carl Walker down the years, you know, going back, you know, to to to, to the to the Spurs years. And I watched it. Have you watched, watched the um, all or nothing documentary? He, this, I, I, you know he, this man is a complete absolute buffoon as far as i'm saying he's an amazingly fast and reliable he, i know he's like literally like first on the team sheet for pep right now but i i, I always dis- disliked Kyle walker i think he's such a twat i really do as, as a person <laughs> so i was particularly not surprised that he was the one who could not deal with losing in that game uh on sunday and it was and and as theo walcott said on sky um nice to see theo um you know it was they, they. couldn't take defeat, could they? They're bad losers.
1: So I think you know, they're. You know, I nice. think it, it's. It's. You know, they might have in the past sort of taken it and thought, well, it doesn't really matter because Arsenal will fold. I think they realise yeah. that this is a proper scrap, and it was a proper scrap last year. Um, but but it's 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 another proper scrap, and if you keep fronting up, you know, the, the people who are. Who've, who've bested you over the years are going to be more and more concerned, and I think they know that that Arsenal are, are significant and proper title rivals. There's there's absolutely no doubt about that. And you know, City lose two on the spin in the Premier League for the first time since 2018. Um, they've they've got missing players. They're obviously a really good team. It's still going to be tight, um, but um, I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I think you know, there's there's no doubt that um, I think it'll be closer than than last year definitely do you yeah Oh, i think arsenal win the though. title but i always think arsenal win the title i mean i think arsenal win the title Wow. Yeah. i know mean, you i know you guys I mean, do you know won't what I, say it but
0: josh might i, I won't but I, <laughs> I what i do think is what i do think is and particularly after that game i was thinking this is that i, I think i'm finally coming to terms with the fact that we are like a brilliant we, we we are a brilliant team who who has been ma- we, which is being managed extraordinarily well by a fairly inspirational figure and i think i i, I think we rem- i'm reminded of liverpool you know i think we're the new liverpool when it comes to the liverpool man city you know battles down the years and i think we're that good where we're going to battle them right to the end at least the only the only confusing thing I think this season is you've got a lot more contenders. I think you know that for for the title. I think I think I can see you know you can see Liverpool for for a start putting up a good a good battle as well. And then you've got your Newcastle's and I hate to say it you know Spurs. I mean you, you think they'd you think they'd drop off, but they haven't got European football either, have they? You know, which is a huge help for them. And they've got a brilliant manager. But Anyway, I just feel there are more contenders this year. But I do think we are now that team like Liverpool were for, you know, three, four, five years who are constantly chasing down Man City and sometimes maybe even winning it and maybe we will win it, win the the league, you know, and maybe we'll go far in the Champions League as well. I I just, I I think I'm coming to terms with that. That is what we're witnessing in front of our very eyes. I don't think it fully, I fully believed it. I think, I think you could think that Last year was like a bit of a one-off because Chelsea and Manu were so disappointing and poor. And I know they're still pretty poor this time around. But I thought there were various things that conspired to give us that chart. But actually, I think what we're watching is a brilliantly run team, you know, and a brilliantly run squad and, a, and an, inc- an, an incredible manager doing a fantastic job. So, you know, despite all my misgivings about the goalkeeping situation, et cetera, I think it is, as you say, I think it is something really, really special. And that, and that not wanting to miss out on it, and I'm not wanting to miss out on the celebrations after and all that. It's all part of it, Josh. It is, does it feel, If it, I think it is a really special time we're going through.
2: It is. It's a continuation of uh, of what we've seen in this uh, in this last couple of years. And I've got renewed belief after Sunday. I hadn't thought we would win the league or um, do it. But but then you've got to look at it and go 1-6, drawn 2. Haven't felt that we've played brilliantly. Um, and somehow we've arrived in a position where you, you think back and go, really, I mean, Fulham scored with 10 men in the last five minutes against us. We should be on 22 points, really, quite conceivably. Oh my so, God, yeah. Totally. you know, when you, when you look at it like that and then you come back and go, right, we've got everyone fit and we've got to go to Chelsea. And if we meet Chelsea and we've got Sheffield United, suddenly we're sort of 10 games in and, you know, you start ticking them off and we can start getting a bit more excited. But got the Champions League, that we now have a real challenge, don't we? I mean, we've, we've we've given ourselves more work to do by the fact we we lost in France, so we, we're not really going to have games left at the end of the group like we might have thought we might if we'd have won, say, the first four games in the group. So, you know, it's going to be a, a big period ahead. We've got the, the Carabao Cup game against West Ham soon after the international break as well. So big challenges ahead, uh, boys, but yeah. Is this mm. the point where we look ahead to the Chelsea game? It feels a bit soon to I do that. I think so. Wow.
0: yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dan, no, will I you think... be there? Are you covering uh, covering this one?
1: I I yeah, I'll be there. I mean yeah. Chelsea are interesting. It's I I, um, I asked someone the other day, who do you think's gonna finish higher Chelsea or Manchester United? And it was a sharp intake of breath, and it's like, oh, I don't know, they're both basket cases. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea are much Chelsea are much better than Man United at the moment. Chelsea's underlying metrics are, yeah. are, are, are good. They're, they're a young team, and young teams are, are inconsistent. Um, and there's too many young players, and therefore they'll look good and they'll look poor. I mean, Burnley, you know, I thought I, I watched a bit of the second half um, and, and they I thought they were I thought they were pretty good. So, I mean Sterling played well, but Sterling plays well against poor teams. They they've got some good young players and they are, they will give Arsenal some issues. Still think Arsenal will win, but I, it won't be easy against Chelsea. I think they'll really look at that off the back of that. But they won't. They beat Burnley. They they beat. Um, I can't remember. If they beat the week before Fulham, and prior to that, they beat Brighton in the League Cup. And it's the first time they've won three games on the spin in all competitions for a year when Graham Potter was in charge. So they will um, they will fancy it against Arsenal. They will want to prove something, but. I still think Arsenal would be too good. Yeah, but they've, but, they've um, come
0: good, but but yeah. just in time, just in time. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think. So what's your, what do you think the score's going to be? I'm
1: going to nail think, you down. I uh, let's go. I'll go for. Uh, I I think this is. This, the, the, I think this is. This I think we go back. You know, 25 years with this when Arsenal beat Chelsea every single game, and I think Arsenal will 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 teach them a bit of a lesson. I'll go for a three-one win at Stamford Bridge. Ooh, I like it. I'm, I'm confident Arsenal will win. I think Chelsea will yeah. do all right, but it'll be like young pretenders against a team that is established as Arsenal are. I think who desperately
0: wanted to come to Arsenal and is visibly, still desperately wants to come to Arsenal. I, I, yeah, I Maybe think
1: he'll, he'll end up being a good player. Well, he is a good player. He'll, yeah, end, yeah,
2: he'll yeah, end up yeah. being successful, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: I think he might, yeah, refuse to score against us
0: because he, he likes Arsenal so much. Um, no, I'm joking. Yeah, I... Josh. I, I
2: I like Dan's confidence I agree that I think probably the earlier you play Chelsea this season the better in some respects I think they've got players that are, that are going to come good um, got a lot of injury issues hopefully. I don't know
1: what, I, don't, I don't know how many players are going to come back they've got about 10 or 11 out at the moment haven't
2: they yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I was um, I was looking at that um, earlier in terms of just how many how many players it is I mean, I mean Fafana he's gone for the season was in Cuckoo uh, Gust- Gusto, suspended, Gusto suspended, right?
1: Suspended, yeah.
2: yeah um, uh, Rhys James is James probably going to Ch- be. Ch- Chill out
1: as well, isn't he? Um,
2: yeah,
1: Baddish Buddy Buddy Shaddy's out,
2: yeah. There's uh, a lot out. Chuka Memoir's is out, I think, at the moment, certainly. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely issues there. I think Arsenal win their 2 one boy. I'm looking forward to to going um, to Stanford Bridge. Boy, what do you think?
0: Do you know what I'm going to be? I think we'll win. Yeah. I think we'll win. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say like three two. I think it could be a a mad, mad helter skelter
2: match. That'd be a throwback to Canoe's hat trick.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a wedding that day and, uh, had to, had to listen to it on my like portable radio. Yeah. I could not (laughs) believe that. And I think, I think the, on the wireless, from memory, I may be making it on the wireless. Yeah. I think the bloke getting married was a Chelsea fan as well. I may be imagining that. I think I'm pretty sure. Um, Yes, very exciting. uh Thank you so much, Dan, for staying up okay. late we're recording this That's right. m- a mad late time on um, Monday evening. Thank you as ever, Josh, and we'll be back. Oh, oh we'll be back after. Yeah, we we'll that nice little interlull break uh, while well, the boring. I mean, it's particularly boring international but without soccer. I mean, you know, who cares? Anyway, we'll be back after the Chelsea game. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show.